Welcome back to Just Vibes. And don't forget, it's Vibes to Y. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We're on episode 42, and I'm excited to be here and looking forward to this. Um, but I always say, um, for some reason. But today, can we just talk a little bit about Carol G's new album? Because, damn, that shit is um, fire. I loved it. It was amazing. Like, I was a little shook the house to listen to her album. And I'm, mind you, I'm not, I was never, well, I kind of am like a Karo G fan, but not really like, like a die fan hard, you know, but man, like this album is just over the top and um, I'm loving it. Like, I think that I am in love, like it's so good i haven't been able to stop listening to it um just all of it like i've i feel like all the songs are just good um uh, but my favorite is mientras me curo del cora is like when i listened to that song i felt like she wrote that song for me or she kind of knew like i don't know i just felt so connected with that song and then also i've Really, really liked um, Mañana Será Bonito with um, Carla Morrison and her. It was, like, amazing. Um, so I I am, like, here for it. I'm vibing with her album art. Like, it's great. It's just, I don't know. I'm living for it. Um, but thank you, Carol G, for that new album. It's great. But let's get into today's topic. That's what we're here for. So... I wanted to talk a little bit about parenting styles. Um, recently, me and my husband have been watching this new show on Hulu. It's called, let me let me go back to my notes and see what it's called because I don't want to give you guys wrong information. I know I should have done this before I came on here and started recording. But, hold on. It's on Hulu and it's called... Dun, 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 dun. Hold on, sorry guys. Uh, it's called The Parent Test. And it's on Hulu. It's a great show. Um, we barely started watching it, but it's really good. And it makes you reflect and makes you realize a lot of things of how you're parenting. It makes you really realize a lot of things that sometimes we can not understand fully how they're so big and like and and i'll give you an example for example in episode two we're really started watching this like i said so in episode two um so so let me explain a little bit about how the show works and how it's done so that way you guys can understand a little bit how what i'm talking about so there's four parenting Parent, there's four different households, four different parents, four 
obviously there's a multiple couples and parenting parents and everything and um, so there's um four different types of parenting styles so there's one that's called discipline the traditional and then child led and then new age and then helicopter and free range parenting so those are kind of like what is listed um in the in the show and they're all like different and then they just had so they all have to go through this the same test or the same challenge and they all have different outcomes obviously so it just shows you how like what I guess it's like to see what whatever the parents are doing is working technically so this past episode we saw um we we saw this test the challenge they did was um the stranger danger um parenting style so what happened um I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil it just in case you guys want to watch it and it's definitely really good to watch it with your partner. I definitely recommend it because it does bring a lot of alert, a lot of alertness and a lot of, um, what's the word? A lot of, you know, it opens your mind and it open and it shows you a lot of things that, you know, that are like sometimes things that we don't really think they're really important, but they really are. So for example, this one, they had a, a challenge for stranger danger. So what happened in that context was that, um, so they had people, well, it's a film that obviously the parents knew that it was somebody that was just an actor and they come to the door and they're knocking and then they just say like, oh, it's the gas, the gas company. Um, we're here to check the gas and the kids are kind of left alone, but the parents know what's going on in the background. And the parents are upstairs or doing their thing. And the, the child's left alone and the front door is getting knocked on. And um, it just, you know, it ha there was different outcomes. Um, but there was a, the first one was there was, you know, someone knocked and the kids didn't open the door. And, you know, they waited until their parents came down and opened the door and they called their parents. And then, but there was some that, you know, some children did open the door and, you know, it was kind of scary because honestly, like as a parent, like in the world we live in, unfortunately now it, um, it's, it's scary. Like you just, you know, it can happen anywhere and it can happen with anybody. And sometimes the places we least expect it is like sometimes where, where kids are in most danger. Um, as we know, like, even school can be a dangerous place now. So, that happened, and I was a little shook the house, because, um, you know, I was like, do my, what will my kids do, you know? If somebody does knock on the door and they're home alone, potentially, or if someone knocks the door and I'm, like, in the bathroom or taking a shower or, you know, somewhere outside or something, like, what will my kids do and how will they react and what do they know what to do? Like, have we talked about this? Like, and it just made me reflect. And honestly, like, it was a little scary um, because unfortunately, you know, we can't trust people and um, we don't know what the, the intentions are. So it just made me want to open that conversation with my children and talk about it and bring 
awareness to it because I was like, do my kids know what to do when that happens? And I immediately talked to them and um, I asked them individually and I told them like, hey, like if this happens, do you know what to do? And they all had a kind of the similar answer. They were like, yeah, we don't open the door. We call you or something like that. So it kind of gave me peace. I was like, okay, my kids are safe, you know, in a sense, like they know how what to do. But um, I was just, it was just a little shocking to to see, you know, because there was a parent, there was also this other parents that, um, like the ones that opened the door, they live on a farm. They live on a farm and they're more like the laid back, chill kind of parenting style. They're more like um, out away from the city and everything and they're in the middle of nowhere legitly and I was just, um, I was just thinking how, well they were talking about that on the show and they're talking about how like they moved away from the city because their intention was to like you know never have their kids around the city because dangerous a lot of different things they wanted to be more laid back they wanted to be more organic and grow their crops and live a little bit more a more chill lifestyle I guess if you want to call it that way um to have your kids more like you know earthy things and more like I don't know just it seemed like a more chill but like more um which is nice like that I don't have I don't feel like I disagree but I feel like because they do live in that farm kind of lifestyle it's like they're a little bit more trusting and and the parents don't really know what's going on or like they feel like, oh, my kids are never going to be exposed to certain things. And I feel like they have that misconception of like, oh, I live on the farm. So my kids are never going to have to go through those things where I feel like, no, it's it's not true. Like you have your kids isolated. You're away from the reality the real world. And that's great. If that's what you want for your children, that's amazing. But I feel like sometimes we have that misconception like, oh, because we live this lifestyle, our kids are never exposed to that. But it's not true because one day, you know, your kids are going to be exposed to certain things that you might not think they might be aware of. And I feel like it's good to have conversations and talk about things and have that, that, um, conf- you know, that your child has that confidence and feels comfortable talking to you and sharing those things with you because, you know, a lot of the times our kids are going through things and we don't know what's really going on or we don't understand or they may not feel comfortable or trust us that, you know, we're, we're op- we have that open conversation or, or they might feel like we're too busy, you know, and always I feel like it's it's important that we, you know, we we build those relationships and that we build that trusting with our kids and the comfortableness that, hey, mom and dad are there for you and they can reach you. You can reach out at any moment and we're there because, yes, we're busy, but I think our children is a very important or at least for me, my kids are very important for me. And, you know, to have that that conversation of like, hey, you know, if there's anything going on, like try, try to talk to me and talk to me, let me know. Um you know, and I feel like for me as a person and and growing up as a child, I feel like I needed that. I needed that for my parents. And it would have been nice to have that open conversation to come to my parents 
about anything, you know, and, and not feel uncomfortable or not feel like I couldn't be me because, you know, my parents were going to judge me or anything. And, um, that would have been nice. I think that I would have, maybe I wouldn't have had kids when I was uh, at a young age. I would have, you know, cause my parents didn't even talk to me about my period. Um, I know, you know, that my mom never talked to me about it. My mom's mom never talked to her about it. So I feel like it's like that taboo, that kind of concept that, hey, like, we don't know how to manage this thing, so we're just going to avoid it. And I feel like that's the the dumbest thing and the silliest thing you can do because it's reality. Like, one day I'm going to have to have the conversation with my children. My boys, you know, I don't have a daughter yet. Um, but when if I had a daughter, I would talk to her about her period and tell her, like, hey, mama, you're going to go through these changes. You're going to go through this. You're going to have a period. And this is what happens. And... You know, and I feel like I'm going to talk to my boys about wearing condoms and that they're going to go through puberty and that they're going to have this and that their voice is going to change and they're going to grow hair in their armpits and their face and all that stuff that happens. And I feel like if you're not ready to have that conversation with your kids or with your, you know, your, your teenagers, then you shouldn't be having kids. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we have that misconception, like, oh, I feel like my parents felt like, oh, they're going to learn in school. Oh, they're going to teach them. But no, like, yeah, we learn in school, but only so, to a certain extent, like only to a certain extent did we know certain things. And, 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 and also too, like it came from teachers. It came from people we didn't know. So when it comes from people that you do know and somebody that, you know, loves you and cares about you and is your parent, it's your family member, whatever, like, it would have been a different concept, I think, for me. And I feel like, you know, we we want to be the best parents we can be to our children and, and give them the information they need. And obviously, at the right time, I'm not telling you if your child's five years old, you're going to go and tell them what puberty is. Um, but even that, you know, or even like t- naming their personal, their private areas, you know, we always talk about... I, I didn't know this, but I learned this along the way that, you know, we we give nicknames, quote, quote, you know, nicknames to our private parts. Like, you know, we don't say our breasts, we say our tits or our chichis or, you know, or, or we don't say our vagina, we say our our private part. Or if you have a penis, you don't say penis, you say your pee-pee or or your weenie or whatever. And it's like, that's that's cool, but it's that's not the pri- the bright proper pronunciation or the right proper name of it because when I've I've learned I'm not I'm telling you I learned this because it happened um you know my son is going through something and he had a UTI and I didn't know what was going on and so he kept saying like it was hurting but he never you know and and when he went to the doctor he had to tell the doctor hey like um my pee-pee is hurting he was like what is that and then and then he the doctor explained how important it is to name our parts what they are because our child's will our children will our child our children will grow up with that misconception and honestly it sounds i feel like we always have that like giggly i mean well me that giggly side like oh like you know you're shy you don't know how to but no like we need to teach our kids that our vagina is a vagina our breasts are our breasts and that our penis is our penis because we don't want our kids to be calling it other stuff because then doctors don't know what you named your 
private parts, you know, and, and to them, it's just a vagina, a penis and your breasts. Like it's not, it's not those other names that we come up with. And I feel like it's very true, you know, like, and, but it's also part of growing up because if you are brought up with that mentality or for example, me that I grew up Mexican first generation, you know, Mexican American. And so you have that misconception that that is a proper way to talk or name your privates, you know, and I feel like it's important that we talk about those things. But, you know, a lot of uncomfortable conversations, but it's definitely part of parenting, you know, and I feel like I wish I would have had that comfortableness. I feel like I, well, I feel like I am doing good with that with my kids. Like they do come and they talk to me about things and ask me questions and they feel comfortable. Um, My oldest is 10 and will be 11 this year. But, you know, when the time comes, like, you know, I will talk to him and let him know I don't want my son to be having kids at a young age because it's very difficult. But a lot of that, a lot of those right now is like preventing those things from happening is obviously having those uncomfortable conversations because if we don't have those uncomfortable conversations with our kids and our kids go looking for information on the wrong on the wrong side of the road or on the wrong you know with their friends and I mean what is a 10 or 13 year old gonna tell another 13 year old you know and a lot of and then also another thing that my kids are always still like I've noticed and this is kind of like a side note and I know I may be getting a little out of topic but my kids are still very innocent you know my kids are still in that innocent side of them like they still my like I mentioned my oldest is 10 and will be 11 in this year my my second oldest is 9 and will be 10 and my twins will be 7 this year and you know, they're still in their innocent. Like, they're really innocent. We try to keep their innocence, you know, like when we have our personal time and we have sex or anything like that. I know it's a little TMI, but we try to, like, keep that to ourselves and not, like, you know, be, like, all huggy, lovey-dovey in front of our kids. Like, you know, to an amount of where it's appropriate and it's okay, um, you know, because I feel like, yes, our, our kids are, you know, we don't want our kids exposed to certain things at the wrong time, you know, and, um, also what we watch on TV, what we listen to, like, we try to like really, really watch what we do because we don't want our kids to be like affected by that. And I, and I want to keep them innocent right now to where they're at, like, and it's nice because I don't want to rob their innocence, you know? And I feel like when I was a child, I feel like my parents, they didn't know. And and, and, it, and, and it's not, I'm not trying to judge my parents because I they feel like in my heart that they did the best they can with what they knew and they didn't know sometimes how to manage. But now as I'm gonna, a mom myself, I'm trying to be better, you know, and how I can you know, manage and, and how I cannot try to like keep my kids innocent as long as I can because of the way I grew up. Um, you know, and obviously my, I grew up a little bit more poor, you know, my parents were, 
Mexican, Mexican, you know, they were immigrants from Mexico and we obviously didn't have that much money and we were trying to survive and my parents couldn't, you know, give us our own room. We didn't have our own room until we were like in high school and or yeah, like middle school, high school, it kind of fluctuated. I feel like we sometimes had a room, we sometimes didn't because we moved a little, quite a bit. Um, but it, it also, um, I feel like that also is very important because our parents, you know, needed privacy and sometimes they didn't have it. And, and then you grow up and like, even what you watch, like my parents are watching eight mile in front of us. I remember that clearly. I don't know how old I was, but I remember. And I, if you've watched that movie, it's inappropriate for kids. Like that's not a movie that you want to sit down and watch with your children it's not okay it's not appropriate you know and I feel like that also comes with learning you know and I feel like my parents didn't know any better and sometimes it's like hard you know because like you know what a PG movie is you know what a G movie is you know what a rated R movie is and I feel like sometimes my parents you know who knows they they were so naive and so like you know, they didn't know better that it was just like, oh, they didn't know what was really going to happen or, you know, just things like that. And I feel like it's very important to keep learning and to keep very like um, to just watch what we watch, you know, because I feel like, you know, what we listen to, even music. Um, my husband is very into music, as you guys know. And even then, like, he tries to be careful with what he shows the kids and keeps it very, you know, to their age and stuff like that. Because at the same time, like, that also helps with that, you know. And we don't want to expose them too early to a lot of things that the world has, you know. Even their self, like, one day I know they're going to have a phone. They're going to need a phone and things like that. So it's like navigating all of that is a lot and we're not perfect, not by any means. Like, I'm not here to tell you, oh my gosh, follow me because I'm the leader and I know the way. No, definitely not. I'm not perfect. I have a lot to grow and a lot to learn. But, you know, if I can give you guys tips and little cards to, you know, help you guys, I'm all here for it. Like, if you guys want to take it. But, you know, we're learning and we're growing and we're evolving and, and it's part of the, it's part of the growth, you know, like I'm, I've never, I'm not saying that when I was 16, I was a perfect mom because no, but like, I'm really grateful for the knowledge that's out there. Like if you really want to become a better parent, there is a lot of good knowledge and resources like that TV show and all these things like that TV show is great. Like, it's it's opened a lot of little it's it's like when a sensor goes off like it it turns on a lot of lights where you're like oh I, I can work on this or I can be better at that or do I need to have this conversation with my kids about this and I feel like you know I'm always here to grow like I've said and, and not only in my personal aspect like I'm here to grow in every aspect you know in any in any way shape or form I can like I'm all here for it like I, I don't just say that because, um, you know, personally, I can grow be better in my relationship as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister. I want us, I all want to improve in every aspect. And I feel like I'm here to share my knowledge. I'm here to share my experiences. And I just wanted to let you guys know about that show. And I feel like if you're a parent, you know, and like, and like you guys know, like if you're a parent, you know, like 
there's a lot of navigation we're going to do with our children because our kids are different. Like, I always tell people, like, friends or my family, like, mirate las manos de los dedos, you know? All your hands, I'll, I'll say it in Spanish and I'll say it in English, but mirate las manos de los, las manos y los dedos todos son diferentes, you know? Cada uno tiene su, uno está más grande, uno está más gordito, otro está más chaparrito, otro está más largo, you know? And it's like, what I said was that all our, if you look at your hand, all your fingers on your hand are different. They're all different sizes. They're all different colors. Well, not colors, but they're all, they all have different little um, indentions. They all have different, you know, little things on each one of them. And that's how our children are. They're all, they're all going to be different. They're all going to have different paths. They're all going to have different learning um, abilities, disabilities. They're going to struggle with certain things. And, you know, and I feel like, we're here to help our kids become the best the best versions of themselves and we're here to you know help them and let them grow and and guide them and love them and and teach them but we're also here to educate our kids and and show them you know and and not commit the same mistakes that our parents did with us with our own children and you know also like where you leave your kids is very important. I feel like, you know, be careful who you leave your kids with. Like, don't be so trusting with people. And and um, because I've heard, it's never happened personally, but I've heard, like, I have had cousins. I've had friends. I've, I've had people, like, just that I've met. And, you know, that, that have had have had been sexually abused by people in their own family and people that they know friends like people that used to babysit them and things like that and so um you have to be careful with them and you know like in those things in those areas that like you know where you're leaving your kids really get to know people because not everyone seems to be who they are and also too like when you're going to places I've, I just, I had an experience not too long ago, um, you know, going to Target. I was with my husband, I was with my kids and we were just shopping for kids stuff and just buying them clothes and things they needed. And we were there. And so they went to the bathroom and I was, I always send one older one with the smaller one because I feel like the older one should know better, but they went to the bathroom and then like my husband was at the bathroom so I was like, okay, go with your dad. Like, he had gone before them. So then um, they went a little bit after. So I was like, okay. I, I texted my man. I was like, hey, you're in the bathroom still? And then I think he said yes. And then, like, whatever. They went to the bathroom. And then I was still shopping with my other two. And I was, like, keeping an eye close to them. Because, you know, I've recently seen on TikTok, on Instagram, a lot of things that are going on with people trying to, like, get your kids and sequestrarlos and kidnap them and you know people are, it's off the hook it's crazy um but so my son went to the bathroom and my husband was actually in the bathroom still and he said that my son told him that some guy told him like that he told him something I don't remember exactly what it was I can't remember right now but he told him like something right and then Esteban oops my son, sorry, I said his name, but so my son, um, 
you know, he, he was like, oh, um, he told him, hey dad, like this guy told me something and my husband was in the bathroom. So he heard him when he was telling him stuff and he saw his shoes. And then after when he came back out, um, my son walked back into the bathroom, um, and my husband was still in the bathroom waiting. And then, um, my son told him like, Hey, you know, this guy told me something, whatever. And, you know, it was just weird. Like it kind of shook us a little bit. Cause I was like, you know what, in what mind does it make you okay for you to talk to a child unless the child's asking you for help or something, you know, but even then, like you shouldn't be just talking to your, to somebody's kid like that. So then after that, we kind of just were like very like keeping our kids together and like we're always very careful but it just kind of um was a little scary because like you know like why well, I never go like and that's another thing like I never go into them I can't go into the men's restroom but I never make my kids go into the men's restroom by themselves like I'd rather them go with me to a woman's restroom or we I try to go to family restrooms or they can come with me or I can go with them but I never send them to the restroom by themselves. I never, I try to avoid a lot of things like that or like keep an eye on them because honestly, we live in the scary world. Like I said earlier, like we cannot be trusting with anybody, absolutely anyone, um, you know, and we have to be careful where we're at, who we're with, with our kids. And there's, it's come to the point where sometimes I don't even take my kids grocery shopping with me because, um, it's scary, you know, sometimes, you know, just well, one minute of distraction can be, it can change your life forever and it's very scary and you just never know, you know, and, and people have encounters and things and I just like, I try not to take my kids with me. Like I try to go before work or after work when I'm not with them on the weekend when my husband's with us. Like I try to avoid it as much as I can because of the same thing where I'm like, I need to be safe. I need to take care of them and can't, you know, putting them at risk because it's scary. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know this is a little crazy, but I even think about sometimes, like, if when I go to the grocery store, like, dude, if someone starts shooting in here, something happens, like, where am I going to run? What am I going to do? Like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's scary. Like, we really live in a scary world. Like, little by little, I'm starting to realize how dark the world is and, and it's scary. So just be careful, guys. Just be careful with your kids because, it, you know, we're, our, I feel like for me, my kids are my everything and I don't want anything to happen to them. Like if something were to happen to me, like, you know, God forbid, but I was like, you know, I'm an adult, but they're children. And, you know, and if you see something weird going on, like, you know, just be careful. Like, just talk, talk to people, let people know. Like that day at Target, I told people like, I was, there was a girl right there and I was like, you know what? There's some weird guy here. Like, this is what happened. Like, be careful because, you know, me as a mom, I, if something like that was going on, I would like to know. And so just be careful guys. Um, take care of your kids and watch that show. It's really good. But thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.